What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, groupies, it is an additional group chat because, well, it's been a pretty busy 48 hours. So we're sitting down and telling you what it was like to cover the hiring of new Carolina Panthers head coach, Matt Rule. Our phone is both on four, so I didn't want to unplug my phone and then have the phone die in the middle of this important conversation with him for the first time. So it's on speakerphone in the car. So I'm like, guys, hush. Here we go. Call him. Instantly. It rings once. Hey, Caroline. That was what he said to me. We then put a group chat spin on what all Matt Rule has ahead of him as he hires a staff and gets ready for the 2020 season. Chip and Joanna were telling him about the Browns estate, and like before they could even finish talking, Matt was like, no, nah, I'm not interested. <laughs> so they quickly move on to the other two choices. We have that and so much more, including a huge announcement right off the top. So welcome to this week's The Group Chat. <laughs> You've been added to the group chat with your friends, Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. I'm back. Guys, number one, thank you for doing a group chat without me. I'm just kidding. It hurt a little. I, I was wondering, wait, how did you feel about it? Well, I didn't even know that you guys were doing it. Until... It, it came it came together very quickly. Well, yes. thanks for letting me I know. I don't think you were accessible at that time. No, I, I wasn't, and I understand that, but the way that I found out about the group chat even happening when I got on the <laughs> app... And there was the group chat was there. I didn't I know. know. I know. When I fake cry, I actually get tears in my eyes. <laughs> so I have tears in my eyes. But no, that was such a cool episode. How I actually found out about it. It was such a whirlwind on our trip that we will get to in just a second. But Parks actually pointed it out. He was like, hey, they did a group chat today. He's a big, big groupie. Nice. And I was like, Parks. wait, what? And he was like, yeah, they did a group <laughs> chat with a guy that broke the news about rule and i was like <gasps> and then i opened up my app and there it was so it was weird i got I a say. i got a thorn and a bone to pick whatever we want to say with you you yeah. and you pointing to all and actually dl Mo- you were probably in here too so i've got a problem with dl as well it's mostly him though <laughs> yeah it's, it's always it's, matt it's fault. always matt it's always producer matt's fault that's okay whatever it was strange it, was it wasn't the same without you well, yeah. it's good that you're how back you opened it like this is, I'm not here. This is weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was cool though. It was really, really cool. Another cool piece that I'm going to say is even more cool than that particular uh, episode is that it's a new year. Things change. It's, we set goals for Thursday. ourselves. It's so, Thursday. It is Thursday. 
That's another thing. But that's not where I'm getting. But see, here's the thing, Head? though. It's it's Thursday. You're really getting oh it. Gosh. You're messing up her rhythm here. She's I trying know, to lead into no. something here. I was going to lead into it. But what okay. are you trying to do? You Remember? Because usually, usually we do this on Tuesdays. Mm, yes. So on Thursdays, <laughs> we're lifting the rules on this. Oh, oh no. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> there were actually, there, uh, but uh, oh, for those of you listening, there are actually two puns yeah, in that sentence. There was two puns submitted for my did, lack of a like, pun. But you went a little early no one got the other pun yeah, you, you went didn't, too early on yeah, it yeah it had to be set up uh, but well, baby steps at least baby you steps. now know what a pun is and I how do. to correctly use it so much so that you put two puns pun in that times sentence two. but no one got the other pun so of course the one pun is rule we will be using that too much probably probably already have yeah, yeah the second one is lift because guys we're sponsored woo woo ding, ding, round ding, of ding, applause ding, 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 ding. from the peanut gallery woo. All right. We did Big it. Big time. And I actually just heard a quote that I would like to share with everyone. We did not say this. This is from the outside. This is this is podcast and radio standards here, okay? Apparently, it is a good show, informs and entertains, but a great show is sponsored. Mm. So I'm not, Amen. I mean, I didn't say it. We didn't say it, but apparently, <laughs> we're great. So congratulations <laughs> to us. 2020, big year for us. We got a new head coach. And we got a sponsor, and it's Lyft. We're off and running. 2020. Lyft is, Lyft is fun and provides us with a big chance to use it as puns, uh, to use it as segments. We'll be doing a lot of who's in the driver's seat. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're going to rate people based on their, you know, the way that we like them, but also as a driver and a passenger on yep. Lyft, you can get a rating, which is very important. Lyft rating. Yeah, absolutely. I do know someone that cannot use another company that is a share ride company because they have such a terrible rating they can't use it anymore Ooh. and they can't get it back up so they're oh, they what did they do i know i didn't ask that's the follow-up question you gotta, i didn't you, want you to leave good tips you gotta leave good that tips was the first mistake yeah, you, yeah didn't, take didn't take a lift take a that lift. didn't take a lift that was problem number one they were probably in such a bad mood when they got in that car because <laughs> the lift they were probably yeah wow I mean, thank God they now have to make the right decision every single time. And their spirits will be lifted. And take. <laughs> okay, Matt. Okay. Hey. All right. I like it. Yeah, we're going to have a really <laughs> good, good time with this. But we are. We have an official sponsor. So we're going to be talking about them because, well, they pay our bills. And we love to pay bills. So we'll be talking about Lyft. I hope you guys are excited for us because this is a big step for us. We said when we started podcast. One of the things is we wanted to be able to put some money behind this and make it bigger and more grand, and that's what happens when you get a sponsor. And I like ours. It's Lyft, and it's pink, and I'm a girl, and I like that. I like the cars with the little the little Lyft things in the front. I agree. They're very easy to see. Exactly. And there's a brick-and-mortar Lyft in Charlotte on South Boulevard. What happens there? I have no idea. We should go. That's like... Um from the 40-year-old virgin where she has, like, the eBay store. <laughs> and, and you like, bring it in. Is this supposed to do they, I'll sell it on eBay. <laughs> Wait, what? Don't really understand. And Jonah Hill shows up and he wants to buy those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can I just give I you just the money? I just want to buy these. I just want, you're making this difficult. Yeah. You have to go on eBay. I, can them. I just pay for these and take them out of the store? Oh, man. So many great things like what you just heard right there coming for you in 2020. But let's first get to the entire reason why the group chat happened without me. Because it's a good reason. It's a crazy reason because none of us were expecting it on Tuesday. I know when I woke up on Tuesday morning of this week, 
I did not think to myself, go ahead and pack a bag because you may be going to Texas. Pretty crazy. But I am thankful that, I will say some mornings, I I think to myself, well, I'm not going to be on camera today. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't do my hair. I'll put on very minimal makeup, just enough to walk out of the house and feel pretty. But thankfully that morning, I just woke up and got completely ready. I said, I'm so just something be, told you, maybe. I'm hmm. just going to be camera ready because of this coaching search, and we were so wishy-washy of it could happen, it could not happen. We were thinking a different you know, stretch of days where it might happen. So I did. I just got up and got completely ready, and thank goodness, because we had no time. Yeah, what was that like? I mean, that morning when all of a sudden you find out and it's like, hey, well, that even, how do you get to Waco? Yeah, it, it actually starts before I ever officially knew that we were going to Waco. I walked in, and I just knew something was happening. There was a different vibe in the building. People... It was not panic by any means, but there was just a, a certain tension in the air where people were like, I think everything I had on my to-do list to do today has gone out the window. Right. And that that was the feeling of, well, things have changed now. What are we doing? So I'm kind of walking around in offices knowing that we have this idea of us going to wherever this coach is to get some stuff on the front end. So I'm kind of walking around like, hey, you know, uh, what's going on? Do we think anything's going to happen today? And and the answer I got was, they're supposed to leave for another interview later this afternoon. But there's a chance that they never do that because of who they interviewed yesterday. It went so well, and they want him. So depending on how this goes, just kind of be on standby until lunch. I was like, okay, we didn't make it to lunch. At 11 o'clock, we find out that we're going to Waco. But not so much that we're going, that there's the possibility that this is who we are hiring. And if we can, we would like to go to Waco. That was at 11 a.m. By 1 o'clock, we are taking off for yep. Austin, Texas. <laughs> so we're sitting in the office kind of looking like, okay, here's our options. You could get into – Waco is a very small airport if you haven't figured that out of, of how small Waco is. So there was a connection to get there even from an American hub of Charlotte. So we're looking and like, well, you could get in at, at, at 5 would be the earliest – into Waco, or you could get in later around nine, but we wanted to get there as early as possible. And someone just said, there's a one o'clock flight. What are the chances you think you could get on it? Well, I think that we could do that, I think. Yeah. And this was at like this was a little after 11. A little after right. 1130. So, I mean, like, before you guys walked made. out the building, right? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was, yeah, it, it was, it was rather. And we did not get TSA pre-check because in all of the madness of booking these flights, they did not have my known traveler number. So when we get there, we don't have TSA pre-check, yeah. but it ended up working out great. I mean, it was a Tuesday, Pretty the holiday. Quiet. The holiday was over, mm-hmm. so you know, standing in the normal security line was okay. So we we got through, got on the plane, took off. There was three of us: uh, Brandon Todd, a photographer; Carson Smucker, a videographer; and then myself. We were on the very last row of this plane, and in front of us <laughs> was a child. I can't tell you the age of this child. In my personal opinion, a bit old to still be in diapers, but okay. I'm not a parent, so I'll, I will eat my words in a couple of years when I get to that stage in my life. A bit too old, but my feeling on kids in diapers, if you can tell them and they understand, try to hold it until you get off the plane, mm-hmm. or you're not going to be changed until we get off the plane, I, I feel like they're a bit too old. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That conversation was happening between oh. this mother and this child. He didn't wait. Mm. So not only were we right near the restroom, mm. we also had a kid in front of us who used the restroom. 
It was a lot. Yikes. And, and it was a three-hour <laughs> flight that would be fine. Three-hour flights are great when you know you're going on them. But when you wake up that day and you're like, no, I mean, just yeah. not prepared for that type of travel. I didn't have my headphones. I didn't bring a book. We did get the Wi-Fi to work, so we were kind of following along as the news was breaking. But we weren't partaking in any of it because we didn't, you know, as the official site, you can't really say anything until the verbiage is correct and all of this. It was a lot. But we get there. It was an amazing uh, trip. We get there, get the car. Uh, we didn't take a lift, which was really sad. But we, we rent a car, and we take off for Waco, which is about an hour and 40 minutes away from Austin. Okay. This is my favorite part. So... I've never met Matt Rule uh, up until this point. I have to call him and set up, hey, we would love to come to your house. That's my first interaction. You don't normally say that to a stranger when you meet them for the first time. It goes a lot more casual of just... But he did know you guys were coming, right? He, he did. Had an idea. He, he did know that we were in Texas. Okay, like there <laughs> is a group of people that are going to be yes. trying to see and, and he okay. he did know that, but still. He did yeah. not know that we were coming to his house, that right. that was our ask. So when I, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm in the car. I'm kind of like, guys, I'm nervous. You know, all right. And I have my phone connected to the speaker phone in the car. Yeah. And yeah. we can't figure out how to unplug. My, my, all of our phones were dead. My phone was on 4%. Carson's was on 4%. Oh, and oh. Brandon's was dead. It gives me anxiety just yes. hearing that. Oh. So Brandon had been out of the loop for hours. Okay. Our, our phone is both on 4 So I didn't want to unplug my phone and then have the phone die in the middle of this important conversation with him for the first time. So it's on speakerphone in the car. So I'm like, guys, hush. Here we go. Call him. Instantly. It rings once. Hey, Caroline. That was what he said to me. Hey, oh. He already had my number say. He's a details guy. And I, yeah. When I was reading all about him, he's big on the details. He wants to make sure that everything is in place and that he's prepared and the process is there. Well, he did it because he had already, obviously, he had my number, had saved it, knew that I would be calling. But for him to pick up the phone after one ring. Hey, Caroline. Because you got to hey, imagine coach. how his phone must have mm-hmm. been blowing, blowing up. Like, up. Probably yes. phone will never experience a day like it had yesterday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was crazy. So he instantly knows my name. We talk. He's like, what are you guys looking for? Like, you know, or, or we were kind of joking first. I was like, so how's your day? <laughs> and he laughed. You're like, this has been a crazy day. And uh, so we kind of joked about that. I was like, yeah, I can't say that I woke up this morning thinking I would be in Texas. Uh, so we joked about that. And then he was like, what are you guys looking for? And I know you're, you know. What do you need from me? I said, Coach, we would love to come to your home. Uh, it doesn't matter what it's like. I know it's probably been a crazy day. We just want to start introducing our fans to you and your family, and we would love to do that in your home. He was like, that sounds great. I'll text you my address, and you guys can just you know come straight here. I was like, great. It'll probably be around 530. So that's awesome. Hang up the phone, and we immediately hang up the phone, and I say to Carson, and right now I was like, Oh, we get to keep him. Like, he's ours. We get, <laughs> we get to keep him. He's so great. Was so just gracious and kind of not what I was expecting. It's been the longest day. He's having to balance so many things of telling Baylor he's leaving, saying yes to Dave Tepper and the Panthers, having to call the Giants, say I'm not coming there. He has local news stations mm-hmm. knocking yeah, right on his door, his door at 1 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon, and then we're coming knocking at 530 it was a lot. So we end up getting there. Him and his wife, Julia, are extremely welcoming and gracious and super casual. I just, in my mind, I was expecting, you know, he would be ready. He, he would be just, you know, in his nice shirt. Maybe he had been doing press all day. No, he was super chill, and I loved it. He answered yeah. the door in his, like, short sleeve hoodie. 
from Baylor. It was Baylor. That's what he has. He has his Baylor hoodie on. Right. Athletic shorts. His wife is in like this cute like sweat pants sweatshirt combo. Um, you know, looks like she had done her hair that morning to go to the interview, but then was like, well, we're not going anywhere. So just kind of had thrown it up. (laughs) The kids were in the backyard playing basketball with their dogs. It was just really, it was such a livable home. And like, this is, it's been a long day. Welcome guys. It's 530 at night and we're tired. They had just poured a glass of wine to kind of mellow out. And then here we come rolling (laughs) in with cameras and did you have a glass? Hands. You guys deserved a glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we did not get a glass. No, we we let them do that. But Julie was great. She walked us around their home and was like, just pick a spot that you would like to do this interview, which was awesome. You don't normally get that. So we're walking around. We pick a spot. The, you know, the guys start setting up cameras and how they want it to look. And I'm just feeling a little bit of like, okay, how – before interviews – you like to do it. You need to talk to them and see, like, what's their level of comfort about talking about this, talking about that. Just build a rapport with them before the cameras come on. So that's what I'm doing with him and his wife. Um, it was very cool, very awesome. He's constantly on his phone. I mean, his phone is just blowing up. And he can't sit still. He sits down in the chairs for the interview. And we kind of mentioned, like, oh, coach, it's probably going to be about 10 minutes until we get this. He's like, all right, I got to get up. And he gets up. <laughs> he gets up and just kind of paces around on his phone. Um, he tells this hilarious story about when he was getting ready to leave to go interview with the Giants, he gets the phone call. He has everything on but his jacket. Julie is, like, putting on her dress to go. They get the call. He sits down. He doesn't move for four hours. Mm. Just phone call after phone call after phone call of calling the president of Baylor and then the athletic director and calling all these people. He didn't move until 11. Yeah. I'm just laying there, and then finally he's like, well, I guess I can change out of these clothes now and get a little bit more comfortable. He did the yeah. Baylor, the local Waco, Texas media in the sweatshirt that we saw him in at yeah, 530. Right, it right. was just very, I, I loved that about him. The, the first thing that he, he wore in an interview with us was essentially a zip-up hoodie. And he, and he asked, he said, is this fine? I said, Coach, that's great. Yeah, I, I love this. So this. This is who you are. We're in your home. You're relaxed. Uh, you feel really good about this decision. You're not trying to be anyone. Like, if that's who you are, that's that's what I want. Uh, so he, he was awesome. Him, him and his wife were great. And I just loved that his kids his kids were outside playing basketball just with the dogs. They have two dogs, two puppies. They decided to get in season, which Julie, his wife, said, not sure what we were thinking there. <laughs> but they have a Jack Russell, a six-month-old Jack Russell, and a three-month-old German Shepherd. Oh, man. So it was a crazy household, yeah. but they're so great. And then we said we get done. We probably spent about two hours there with them. I was like, well, what time are you guys leaving in the morning? And they were like, ah, we don't know. Do you know? <laughs> Do you have yeah. the itinerary? <laughs> Do you have the itinerary? We haven't even gotten to that part yet. So we kind of walked them through what the next day would be like. And they said, anything, anything you guys want in the morning. So we were back at their house at 6.45 in the morning, uh, miking Coach up again, putting a mic <laughs> on him, walking him out of the house. The, the cat ran out the door, and they were trying to get the cat back inside. It was all black cat. Too, which they said, oh, it's like a panther. Yeah, yeah. Yes. one of his little daughters like, oh, it's like like a panther. Um, so that it was just it was very cool to see such a such a real and down to earth family load up to go watch you know their husband and dad be introduced as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. It was very cool, and and we appreciate them so much for letting us in on such a really an intimate family moment where their lives are changing. Absolutely. And they allowed cameras there and allowed us to be nosy and to literally follow them from. Hours after making the decision, up and really until this point, we've been following yeah. them with cameras, 
So we 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 go to the airport with them. Uh, you know, three kids walking out on their the fifteen is the oldest, but then they have a four and a six year old little girl. And so they're I mean, private planes, and they're just kind of like looking around like, wow, this is so cool. They get a great family photo, and then they you know they get on the plane. And I will say, I don't think it was their first time on a private plane. I think I think <laughs> yeah. they kind of knew what they were doing, but it was still it, it was it was just a very cool moment. And then they get on the plane. Coach turns around, shakes our hands, and said, you know, our photographer was getting on the plane with them. But to Carson and I said, well, guys, we'll see you in Carolina. You know, shakes our hands, says thank you very much, and gets on the plane. And it was awesome. And then we we kind of finished up, and we had to race back and get on a – get back to Austin and get on a plane. We landed as the press conference was going on. So right. you're going to have to pick up from here. Max <laughs> yeah. and Will, if we, we, last time we saw him, we shook his hand and said, have a great day. Yeah, I think when Matt got to Charlotte, he seemed a little shell-shocked. Yeah, uh, there, there was a lot that had just transpired, and he was great going through the car wash here because, of course, we put him through a lot. I mean, there was a photo station here, and you had to read these scripts for radio and TV and everybody there, and then we were going to do a sit-down interview, and, oh, here's DJ Moore and Shaq Thompson in the locker room. Why don't you go talk to them a little bit? It's just one thing after another, and he was super gracious with his time to do that, but you could tell that the, his head was spinning a little bit. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's that's natural in a, in a situation like this. But he can turn when he turns it on, though. Like, and as we all saw at the intro press conference, the man is, is a charismatic man, and he's a great public speaker. Um, and there's an infectious energy to him when he really gets rolling that I think is what everybody immediately kind of took away from him. I don't know, if, Will, you would agree, but you just sort of hear him speak, and it's just like, oh, okay, like I'm. I know a bunch of fans were like, "Okay, I'm ready to run through a brick wall now." You know, it's he's I mean, he's got that charisma to him. Fans and like national media people were, yeah. were all watching it. I mean, and I didn't get as much exposure and time with him that you two did. And even I felt like I'm already one of his like best mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. You know, like I literally just kind of like said hello in in passing throughout the day because we were I was doing something else and just watching and listening and reading and hearing him all day. Yeah, I mean, you feel like we're all a part of this and we're all connected to him. He makes everyone feel connected so immediately. And I think that's a really rare quality. He's He's got a, a lot of just regular guy vibes to him, which I think makes him extremely relatable. I mean, like you're talking about at his home, Caroline, he just kind of sounds like, you know, a, a Texas high school football coach in a yeah. lot of ways. Honestly, I'm getting a little bit like Eric Taylor vibes. Which we said um, could be a great option yep. for the head coaching position. But yeah, just kind of like a normal guy. Um, who also happens to be a brilliant football mind and one of the better coaches in America. I mean, he's um, he, he, there, there's a hum, there's a humble nature to him, I think, and I th- that's what something Dave Tepper was telling me about, kind of why he felt Matt and him got off so great was just guys didn't, who didn't come from a whole lot, kind of had to scratch and claw their way to the top. You know, like Matt was not like sitting behind somebody at a blue blood program and got to take it over like. He, he went to Temple, which was in disarray. And then he went to Baylor, which was in even more disarray. And everybody thought he was crazy for taking those jobs. And you, you have every reason to think he was crazy. I mean, who wins at those places? Who wins? Who's going to turn Baylor around after it was in such a toxic turmoil following Art Bryles' tenure there? But, I mean, it's it just shows what kind of program builder he is to do what he did at those places. Um, and that, that takes a certain amount of fortitude and, to use Matt's favorite word, toughness. Uh, and that comes in a lot of different forms. And I think that's what Matt Rill brings in addition to a lot of energy. <laughs> and I think that's what this place really needs right now. And I think it's what he's providing is a ton of energy 
and he's preaching the good word of Carolina Panthers football. I mean, everybody was watching that, and it was just Amen. like... Amen! <laughs> I'll lose. Say it again! Yes, the son of a minister, clearly he knows how to command a room in that way. Um, and I think it's just an, it's an exciting start to the next chapter of this team's history with a guy like him taking the reins. Well, I think it's to your point, Will. There is this, okay, now we have someone to rally behind. And not that in years past here that has been missing, or even when Ron Rivera was here earlier in the year, it's not that that was missing, but toward the end of Ron's tenure here, it, we were struggling a little bit of, of like, who's, le- you know, we knew that something was coming. We knew that turmoil was happening. We knew change was coming. And so it's been a couple of months of who is, wh- what, what, and who is the future of the Carolina Panthers. And I think that was a big question that was looming for a long time. Is I would say, I mean, as soon as Dave Depper took over as owner, that has been the question. What is the future for this franchise? And your head coach is a huge part of that. And so now he is the future of this franchise for six years, which is crazy. Uh, that's not a normal contract year. The money is not normal of what coaches are getting. So they've re, you know rewritten some of the rules and standards of what head coaches are going to get around this league. So I think that's what you're saying is, and just who the person of Matt Rule is. He he is this relatable, has a ton of energy, can can communicate and command a room, which is a huge deal when you're talking about an NFL locker room. He's he has been in an NFL locker room before, but he's never commanded one like he's going to be asked to do. Uh, but I think watching him throughout this entire process and seeing how gracious he is, not only with his time, but you know he he made a point that he's going to ask a lot of his players, but he's going to ask a lot of himself first. I think he showed that with this process of, of him showing up, doing everything that you know was asked of him and, and, and going above and beyond what was asked of him and giving us access. Some people may say that doesn't have anything to do with coaching football. I think it does. I think just the way that he handled himself of, yeah, we're going to set the tone correctly off the top here that you know I want people to get to know me and my family. We're going to be a part of this community. Uh, that's what him and Julie both said, that they, they want to be involved here. So I think them allowing – uh, cameras and allowing us to introduce you all out there to them is a big deal uh, for the type of of really next six years or who knows how long. Yeah. Mac, um, Mac that gets we're gonna it. Have. He, he, he gets it. You know, he, he just understands what 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 comes with the territory. Um, obviously, it's it's a part of the gig. And I think to what you were saying, Caroline, about the commitment the Panthers made to him, they're giving him the time and. Plenty of resources, as Dave made clear to say. <laughs> There's a certain owner of this team who's got some resources available to him. Um, they're going to give him everything he needs to build a winner here. And it might take some time, um, but I think that's kind of what that contract really shows is they're they're committed to Matt Rule. And this is a guy who, who's not a quick-fix type. This is a guy who come in, assess what a program needs, put a plan in place, and then just watch him work. And three, four years from now, if, there, if history is any indication of what happened at Baylor and at Temple, um, things here should be looking a whole lot different. Yeah. And there are some people out there that said, like, you know, okay, good for him. He won the press conference. Anyone can win the press conference. But I think there is a sense of that was what he was supposed to do yesterday. You can't win a game yesterday. You you can't mm-hmm. do all these things yesterday. Yesterday the goal was win the press conference or be the best at doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that speaks to his – philosophy of the process the process is be the best at parking your car yeah (laughs) park your car the right way walk to the practice field the right way do every single day the right way and then there aren't any throwaway days is what he said man will is just i'm I'm drinking the kool-aid i am bored i'm in i'm so in (laughs) but i'm with you i think to the people saying well how can you not win an opening press conference 
I'm talking about compared to any other new head coach press conference that we've had this season. Go watch them, and I I think that Matt Rule did the best. Mm-hmm. I know we're in-house, so you're not going to believe us, and you're going to say, yeah, you're saying that because you work for the man. No, I think just go. Go be objective. Go watch any other press conference from this year with a new head coach hire, and I think Matt Rule won If it. you could get points for press conferences, Panthers would points. have a nice lead right now. Yep. And the setup. Can we just give <sighs> the Panthers PR? Look good. It looked good inside that atrium dome. It looked good. So good job, Panthers, all day yesterday. But now the work for Matt Rule really begins, and the way that we're going to do this in group chat style and fashion uh, we're not just going to lay out what all he has to do. No. There's a particular tie to Baylor, to Waco, Texas, and now to really us. And we have this same type of relationship, uh, I believe, that, that Matt Rule probably does, mm-hmm. with Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> I don't know if anyone watches Fixer Upper, but this is in Waco, Texas. You have Texas. to have watched Fixer I was gonna say, Upper. If you don't, like, stop listening. Uh, we don't even want you. If, if you're a groupie and you do not watch Fixer Upper, Get out. Even if you don't stay. watch in your own home, stay. if you've ever been in a medical office waiting room, you have watched. <laughs> or getting your upper. nails done. Yes, like it's or on getting your all hair the time. Done. Yes. I so have not seen it, Matt. Get out. Yes. I mean, really, like, I'm, just don't say anything. Just sit. Just sit and don't say anything. <laughs> I'm sure. Muted. Honestly, He's I'm, now that's actually the first legitimate mute we've ever gotten. If out DL of just like <laughs> flipped it on around the channels here, we could probably get it on we right could. now. We absolutely. It's on HGTV. <laughs> all, well, actually, now it's not on HGTV What's as much. Uh, because they have their own network. Oh Chip and Joanna right, Gaines right, right. were like, yeah, hey, we're good with this. We're going to go be Oprah and have our own network. So they actually have their own network. But Fixer Upper is such a fantastic show. And if you love Shiplap, you even, you, <laughs> if you even know about Shiplap, it's because of Joanna Gaines. Yep. So what happened yep. yesterday is a Panthers fan reached out to Chip Gaines on Twitter and just said, hey, <laughs> we haven't really watched Baylor football that much. So, Chip, will you please let us know what type of coach are we getting in Matt Rule? Because Chip's a big Baylor fan, Chip, right? Chip, yes. Chip and Joanna are both huge Their Baylor show fans is based in Waco. In Waco. It's, so. it, you know, it, it is – they even in the show, they've gone to Baylor. They did the – they redid the house of the equipment manager of the football team at Baylor. So, very ingrained in Baylor. So, we're reaching out to him saying, hey, who are we getting? And Chip's response was just he, – he's great, not to mention such a great man. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> Not to mention a great man is something that he he along those lines. So I retweet this. I do have to give a little shout out to Zach Goins, our one of our writers. He pointed it out to me, and Zach always likes social media clout. He tries. <laughs> he's trying to get every retweet, yeah. every. I mean, he he it's is. He thing. wants it. He wants it. Which I, you know, I get well it. now he has a shout out on the group chat. So so now that's really points. he's growing. Yes. So everyone, you can go out there and follow him. That would really make his day. But he points it out to me. So then I go and look. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to retweet this and quote tweet it. So I say, you know, fixer-upper fans out there. So everyone, except for apparently Matt Hogan, (laughs) everyone out there, um, you know, here's what Chip Gaines had to say about our new coach. If you're not on board, you are now. All this. Well, he liked it. Chip Gaines. Chip Gaines. Liked the tweet. Chip, if you're listening, we'd love to get you on the show whenever you're available on the group chat. So he liked that one. He also (laughs) liked one where a person replied and said, is he a Panthers fan? So then I replied, I said, no, Baylor, and then in parentheses, but give us time, we'll convert him. He's got to he be a Panther fan He favored that now. one. Yeah, if he's, if he's boys with Matt Rule, then yeah, yeah. So I, it is now, if we can get Chip Gaines on this podcast, 
Yeah, Caroline, work your magic. Now Didn't that Lyft, like Lyft, Lyft could get him here. Tweets? He like so yeah. Um, he liked the link to the story I wrote about yeah. Matt, yeah. which of course, as a huge Fixer Upper fan, uh, <laughs> I was very giddy about. And I, I alerted don't... Caroline, and she told me yeah. that he in fact liked her tweets. So yeah, Chip, we know, man, you're 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 into the content we're producing here. We just need to be come a part on, of the show. Come be a part come, of it. Come on, man. But in this in this sense of Fixer Upper, of all the things that Matt Rule has ahead of him, we're going to do this in the framework of Fixer Upper. If you have not seen a show, you're going to be lost for just a little while, but it will still be entertaining, and I hope that it will actually make you want to watch Fixer Upper, and then you can say, oh my gosh, that was a group chat reference, instead of it being a Fixer Upper <laughs> reference. Right, exactly. So that's what we're going for here. So 30 minutes into this podcast, we're getting to the good Boom. part. Yeah, here's- We're getting to the good part. <laughs> So Matt Rule, what he has ahead of him now is a mountain. He he is getting the wonderful opportunity. Actually, you're better at this. Max is better. <laughs> so here's all right. Max so, is better. So the show, pretty much the premise at the beginning of every show, Caroline, correct me if I'm wrong, is they usually take you to like three houses, yes. and it's like, okay, we're going to show you the three houses, and then we'll you decide which one you want to renovate, and that'll be your home. And you've got a budget here in Carolina. The budget with Dave Tepper would probably say what. Unlimited. Un- un- unlimited. <laughs> How much are we working with here? So Chip and unlimited Joanna would be plus. like, Chip and Joanna would be like, okay, okay, we got a lot to work with here. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. So the houses that Matt Rule and his family were looking at were a state Cleveland Browns, a state New York Giants, and a state Carolina Panthers. Chip and Joanna were telling him about the Browns estate, and like before they could even finish talking, Matt was like, no, nah, I'm not interested. <laughs> so they quickly move on to the other two choices. Um, the New York Giants one is a house that Matt has lived in before. Yeah. He was there for a year, so he has experience living he under knows, that he roof. He knows the foundation. He knows no, how it's built. He knows maybe where some of the issues lie, yep. what they didn't get around to fixing when he was there last time that still needs some work done on. So he's got some intimate knowledge of it. There's a certain individual, Dave Gettleman, who lives in that house. Mm-hmm. You may or may not want to live with Dave. I love you. Your time here, but just run, run with this joke here for us, if you will. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so there's some work to be done. You've got some nice foundational pieces, though. Saquon, Daniel Jones. There's some attractive things about the Giants. And Matt, you know, growing up in that Northeast area, New York City, and then playing at Penn State, you could see. So the Giants, look, clearly that was something he was thinking about. But I think that's maybe the last house they want to go to since he knows a lot of things yeah, they about didn't, it. They didn't actually, get to that yeah, one. Because on the way to go see the Giants estate, they, 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 they stopped by. So everybody thought that option number three was going to be the one for him, but... Everyone forgot about the Carolina Panthers estate, which was this beautiful home that, look, needs some remodeling. I mean, there's no doubt about that, right? I mean, there again, there are some nice foundational pieces here. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you're talking about a nice part of town. The people here are great, friendly neighborhood. You're mm. going to love this mm-hmm. community. Nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all yeah. They, they, they looked at that house and saw all those things. And again, with the resources available to really do a remodeling job, the rules looked at that and said, Chip and Joanna... I We're in. We're in one. for house number two. We want the Carolina Panthers estate. So then the question becomes, Caroline, like how, you know, the big the big part of that show that I love is Demo Day, right? Well, that's, that's where Chip's Chip, favorite part. Chip just goes at it with this house. They start <laughs> breaking down day. walls and he's smashing Demo into things. Day. How big a demolition job mm-hmm. does Chip and Matt Rule have on their hands here versus more of a... Joanna job, which is like maybe design, just kind of like, yeah, just like some of the in. details. We just need to fix some some things here and there. And then this house is going to be completely transformed. Well, I think what Matt Rule loves about this Carolina estate is that there is 
demo to be done to the fact that what demo does and allows him is then the freedom to build what he wants. So I think he's definitely coming in with chip. They're going to be able to knock out some things that, you know, he's already got his, his, some of his right hand men with him in here. So they're already getting to work on, you know, what's the schedule going to look like for these next couple of weeks as we build the staff. But, you know, then the head trainer also, moved on from the Carolina estate so he can build up that staff the way that he wants. He talked about that in his press conference. Um, and, and then his wife is actually a registered dietitian. So there's something to be said for the way that he wants his athletes to be fueled. Yep. So he's going to be able to maybe, maybe demo the kitchen and do what, you know, what do we want to do in Ooh, there to, like that to, good. to really make it an open space where everyone feels Ooh. welcome and wants yeah. to be in there. Yes. Keep um, going. You're rolling. But here I, go, think here go. <laughs> I think something else that could possibly happen as well with this and what was probably attractive to him is you're actually going to get to redo this. And then move to a nicer, completely <laughs> finished, it's temporary. All you could want out of a facility, and you're actually right. going to get to work with Tepper to build this facility. So they're just doing this fixer-upper for the time being. They're going to get the right people yeah. in, but they're going to say, "Hey, everyone, come to this house that we're redoing, this Carolina Estate. And we're actually going to then move you to this other amazing big house that we're building. That's really the big fixer-upper." Uh, that we've been waiting for. Yeah, you get for. two houses. Yeah, you get two one. houses for the <laughs> price of, well, yeah. David Tepper gets two houses for the price of two houses. Doesn't but, matter what the price is. Matt, <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt Rule gets two houses for really the price of one Ooh. here. So I, it, it was a it was a no-brainer for yep. him and his family. Yep. And actually his wife, years ago, a nutrition company that she used to work for, they were based out of Atlanta, but they had a office here in Charlotte. And so she had been to Charlotte back around 2000, 2001, and she was telling me this while we were there, I said, have you been back since? No. You know, it's been a while. I said, just prepare yourself. <laughs> Charlotte mm-hmm. has completely changed, but they're familiar <laughs> yep. with the street. They're familiar with the area. Yep. It was a no-brainer. Carolina Estate is what they got. Just felt at home. They knew it they right did. away. And Demo Day is going to it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable maybe for the next couple of weeks while we while we wait and yeah. see. Honestly. Well, what are the change? How are they going to, to change this place? I mean, and I think that's one of the big questions here everyone wants to know Matt like what do you think of this roster and he couldn't really answer that question at his intro press conference because you know he'd been studying a lot of teams rosters in preparation for interviews and he hasn't really had a chance to dive into it look we know Christian McCaffrey Luke Keekley beyond that there's a lot of question marks mm-hmm. I mean of course the investments in the early round draft picks the past couple of years they're going to be a big part of things going forward but there's a lot still that's left unknown, and I think a lot of the players feel that way too. Like even talking to KK Short on Locker Cleanout Day is like, look, if you're not Christian or Luke, all of us don't really know what mm-hmm. the future holds. I mean, there's going to be a lot of evaluation to take place, looking back at practice tape, all the game tape, and Matt Rule has to figure out which guys are right for he and his staff, mm-hmm. and that's not going to be everybody. I mean, we know the nature of this league; the roster turnover is extreme every season. This one, especially, you'd think with a whole new staff and a new set of eyes. Um, demolition sounds like a, a pretty bad word in this case, but to run with our theme, yeah, I mean, I think we could see a lot of lot of changes uh, in the way this, this this team looks, and and not just this offseason, but going forward. What does a Panther look like to Matt Rule? We don't know yet. Yeah, I think it is going to be different. I think maybe the Joanna piece is actually coming in more. This is where Joanna comes in after the demo is done, and she puts the design together. She's working with Chip, who then switches from demo mode to build yeah. mode and he's he's building the inside of this home and sometimes the outside too of 
What is this going to look like moving forward? What's the flow of the house going to be? What's what is this team going to be? Yes. What, his, what what is it? We don't know. His coordinators, if you will, designing Huge. the plan for both the offense and defense side of the ball. I'm very curious to see who the coordinators are going to be. Um, obviously, he's got the Baylor coaching staff, which he thinks very highly of. We'll see how many guys would maybe come over from the Bears program. But his offensive coordinator, I mean, those, those are mm-hmm. those are big question marks hanging out there because we know what Matt's going to do as a kind of guy on top of the program overseeing the whole thing. But those guys who are building the game plans offensively and defensively, calling the plays, that's going to be a big part of the success or failure of this. And he said he didn't necessarily want to bring in someone that's you know has to be an older veteran of the NFL. I mean, he said that essentially if you can coach, you can coach. If you can teach, you can teach. You can be older, you can be younger. If you have those kind of intangibles, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, you it's written all over everything he says. It's about intangibles and tangibles. I think the interesting thing will be, you know, what Jake DeLome said on that podcast several weeks ago was that when John Fox came in a decade and a half ago, he looked at how the team finished off the year before, and he looked at those players and which ones were competing and putting themselves out there when yeah. it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, these last four games, and we were all kind of like, eh, you know, it's interim coach, you know, out of the playoffs. Like the guys that were out there, you, I guarantee you, he looks at that tape yeah. and those intangibles of those right. players, those staffers, you know, who were still competing. Because if there's anybody who knows what it's like to go out on a field and lose mm-hmm. for months straight, it's Matt Rule. Yep. Like, yeah, Matt was having a lot of fun when his Baylor team won 11 games, and he was having a lot of fun when he won 10 games back to back at Temple. But he's been through one and 11. He's been through two and 10. We know how much dread there is when you go eight weeks without winning a football game, right? I mean, we've just we just experienced that. So Matt Rule knows what that looks like and what that feels like, and he wants guys that can get through that mm-hmm. and then turn it around, you know. And I think so. He has a keen eye for evaluating what took place here in Carolina because he's lived it yep. as as a coach. He's been through locker rooms and teams that have had to go through those type of stretches. Well, I think when we were at his home, he has this office space that has different memorabilia around it, and and we'll have some content coming out of that in the next couple of weeks. He walked us through a couple pieces of memorabilia, and there were two photos that stood out that he spent a little bit of time on. And one was the first one that he ever got at Temple, which came in the middle of the season. And it was an emotional photo. It was him and his wife hugging with, you know, their little one of their little girls and Han's son was being lifted up by the entire team. It was such a family investment to get this win, and, and he made the comment. He said, we weren't winning much. It had been a long time since this program had felt a win, and we found one here, and then it would take us a while to get to where we wanted to be. The other one was at Baylor. It was the game that put them into the bowl game, um, and it was him and his player jumping up and, and this, the happiness on their face. You'll see some of that coming um, really in the next couple of days, some of that content. So I think that is what we're getting to. That's what this fixer-upper process is going to be. It's not always, you know, it's going to be. He didn't have any photos in there from when they lost. You don't want those, but all of those moments. He said those teams. I asked him, were you, were you surprised when that Temple team became successful? And he said, no, not really, because even when we were losing, I felt like we had the right mindset and the right attitude and the right guys in the locker room. We just had to fix a couple things, and we did that, and that took a little bit of time, but then we started winning. And I love – I mean, it, it is rough to hear as a Temple fan, but I'm not, so I think it's kind of cool. I was going to say, when did you uh, yeah. Temple I'm fan? not, but Carson Smucker's rubbing off on me. Our videographer <laughs> went to Temple, worked there for a while. He's a big Temple guy. 
Steve Go Smith. Owls. Steve Smith's like, who wins at I Temple? Yeah. And it's like, ouch, man, yeah. kind of hurts. But I mean, it makes sense. It it, it is a a little bit of yeah, you're right. Yeah, I he mean, made Temple relevant. Think about how much self belief you have to have to go through a season like. One and eleven, two and ten, and then still feel like okay, I'm, I'm st- just trust me, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna yeah. get better. Going you know, like how hard that must be to like yeah. have all the players looking at you and administrators looking at you and being like, really? What are we doing? We've lost ten games in a row. Mm-hmm. You you still believe in this thing? And and at two places where they do not win historically, he did that. So I don't know how it's gonna go on the field here in Carolina. Nobody does all these things with with coaches coming from college to the pro. We'll, we'll find out soon enough, but. You can't look at what he did at the college level and be anything but oppressed with the turnaround job he did at those two places. And Dave Tepper wants him to do it here at this level. Well, the big finale of the Fixer Upper is when they put the billboard up in front of the newly renovated yep. house and they have the couple stand there and then Chip and Joanna pull that billboard apart and there's a new house. That's not going to happen for the Carolina Panthers until the beginning of the 2020 season. So this demo, this is going to be a really long demo and rebuild here over this offseason, rebuilding this roster, seeing what it takes to be a Carolina Panther and how Matt Rule is going to build this program. I would even say that they're going to get multiple houses out of this. We said that they're going to get two. So even as reveal day happens at 2020, it may not be the perfect house for everyone, but it's the house that you're going to live in and you're going to keep building it and you're going to make it better um, because the process has begun. We heard that from, from David Tepper from the very beginning about this. He wants a coach that will put the process in place to make sure that this organization gets back to their championship ways. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. New sponsor, Lyft. Thank you for giving us a lift, for making us feel good about our our content here that we put out here. Uh, we're excited to bring you more and more from 2020. If you liked anything about this, please leave a review. Let us know. We try and peel back the curtain and let you know how we found out and all the things that we did to make sure that we introduced Matt Rule to you in a way uh, that would make you proud, make us proud, and make this Rule family have the best introduction to the Carolina Panthers and the fan base that we could. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.